Welcome to Ignition Point, the show that's here to help you take the leap, conquer your week, and achieve your goals. If you're looking to amplify your mindset with a fresh perspective and spark your momentum, you're in the right place. Hey, what's going on? I'm Stephen Miller. Thanks for joining me for another Ignition Point, the show where we cover an influential speech or feature a guest keynote to get you fired up and ready to take on another winning week. One day in the not-so-distant future, you'll have the credibility to be known as a subject matter expert, or you'll start getting noticed for your achievements. When that day comes, more and more people will start hitting you up to share an opportunity of a lifetime with you. Let's pause there for a second. If someone ever actually presents something as an opportunity of a lifetime, that needs to shoot up a red flag or set off some kind of mental alarm. You've got better odds of winning the Powerball and Mega Millions on the same day than finding an opportunity of a lifetime that's not taking advantage of you while living up to the hype. Having said that, all these new opportunities are being thrown your way, and you've got to figure out which, if any, you want to be a part of. Some won't align with your vision, so those are out. There will be some that would demand too much of your time, pulling you away from other projects, so you'll pass on those. You've narrowed the stack down, but you need a decision-making filter that can help you narrow down to a top three faster than having to watch a full season of The Voice or American Idol. From the jump, you need to identify your deal-breakers. Deal-breakers are situations, qualities, or characteristics that rub you the wrong way. Essentially, they're your personal list of qualifiers that help determine what truly deserves your time and attention. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Chris J. Snook, who knows exactly where he draws his line in the sand. Chris is a best-selling author and the managing partner of Launch House. At Launch House, Chris drives innovation through a coordinated investment, incubation, and economic development platform, which includes their Sandcastle Impact Fund, the Sandcastle Foundation platforms at the World's Economic Forum, and the Sandcastle Startups Challenge. LaunchHouse supports startup communities, culture, and founders across the globe with their Sandcastle Incubator, live events, and startup drugs, lifestyle apparel. Over his career, Chris has faced big-time highs and overcome real lows. He's built businesses, sold businesses, served as a mentor, toured as a public speaker, and with the help of his wife, Brianne, funded and produced Fort Collins Startup Week. So let's get after it. Here to share how he came to discover his deal breakers and to help you identify yours, this is Chris J. Snook. One of the things that we've learned about goal setting and and goal achieving, more importantly, because everyone can set goals, but achieving goals is a whole different thing, is a very lawful process. The universe operates by laws, much like there's a law of gravity that treats you and I the same, whether we're good people or bad people. If we step off of a building, we're falling down. And laws of success are very similar. They treat us equally, whether we're a liar or a cheater or whether we're the most honest person in the world. If we play within the rules of those laws, we will get those results. When it comes to deal breakers, there's a lot of different ways you could probably arrive at that. I usually start by just telling people, imagine everything that they could think that they want to achieve, have own due experience in their life. And the genie comes out of the bottle and says, here you go. You're going to have it. And let's assume that you feel like you totally deserve it so that it doesn't feel like you got it cheaply. And you just feel like it's your time. Your ship has finally come in and here you go. Here's all the rewards. And then there's a set of requirements in order to have this. I need you to do X, Y, Z, A, B, C. 
what would be one of the things in XYZ ABC that would make your stomach churn and make you really torn because doing it wouldn't feel right. And your brain is trying to figure out, well, is maybe if I just, if it's doing that, literally that interruptive, that's a deal breaker. If you think long and hard about it, there's really probably only going to be one or two things that are deal breakers. You might start out with a list of five or six or seven, but when you really distill them down, it's usually going to be one or two things that are just, mm -mm, I don't care what it is. I don't care how big the check is. I don't care how pretty the person is. I don't care whatever the thing is that I say I want so badly. If I have to do that for it, it's not happening. That's a deal breaker. To try and explain it more real world, like I loved playing football in college and through high school. I loved the collisions. There was a part of me, as sick as it may sound, that actually enjoyed hitting people and being hit. I liked it. As unhealthy as that is, right? I don't want my son playing football, but I'm very glad I played, which sounds weird, right? And I enjoyed that side of it. And I think if you play football, you enjoy the collision. Just like if you're in business, you like selling people, right? Like you like people buying your product and using it. And like, that's part of the deal. Like I wanted to hit people as hard as I could but I wanted them to get up. I never was that guy that was like out there trying to end people's careers. There's people on the field that were. I played against them. I played with some of them. I looked at it as two people, just like boxers, like two people that are literally taking each other to a physical limit. But the whole point is that both of you walk away. So for instance, I'm not a Wall Street trader, but I don't have any challenges with people who are traders. And I wouldn't, I don't have a challenge when I trade stuff, whether it's crypto or whatever, because I understand it's a zero-sum game, and I understand I'm playing against other people who it's a zero-sum game, meaning my profitable trade is someone else's loss. That's okay, because both people understand the rules of the game, and they've signed up for it. What's not okay is someone who thinks they're getting the American dream and thinks they're buying a house, when actually what they are is a glorified tenant that's going to be underwater for the rest of their life. And that was used to prop up a Wall Street game where traders were zero-summing. That I can't stomach. That I cannot do. That I think is wrong. If you step on the field and you know you're in college football or in the NFL and that you could blow out a knee and the other guy knows that and you're out there just to basically bang into each other and have a good time and go all out physically and you're doing that without trying to end someone's career, that's fine in my book. These are my rules. These are my deal breakers. So in business, Financially, most people are a child. They don't understand how the system works. So they don't even know they're a child. They might be a grown-ass adult in their 50s, investing and doing what they're told by their CPA or by their whomever. And the reality is they're playing a grown-up's game. So I can't do something in a grown-up's game that's going to take advantage of an unaware child. Once you're very clear on that and you're unapologetic about that to yourself and to anyone else, knowing what that is gives you freedom. Because as soon as you're clear what your deal breakers are, life becomes a lot easier. Then everything's game. Because if it's not your deal breaker, you'll consider it. It also becomes less noisy because what you'll find is the sooner that you know what your deal breaker is, the sooner you can start eliminating people and opportunities and deals from your life. Because typically, a lot of these things will have that deal breaker somewhere embedded into it. And as great as they'll look, once you know what your deal breaker is, you'll no longer justify how to ignore it. All of a sudden, you'll be like, well, can't do that, 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 can't do that. I'm going to do that, not going to do that, not going to do that. Boom, 
Okay, this one doesn't have my deal breaker, so I'll consider that. So your universe of noise becomes less when you're clear on what your deal breaker is. Identifying things and dealing with them in real time is fine too. Like sometimes you don't see your deal breaker right up front. The key is, is just to live with yourself, not spending time in something once it violates a core value. If it violates a core value, get out. Like there's a trillion ways to make money, but you can't get back your self-worth as easily. You know, like I said, it'll distill down to one or two things when you really like nettle it all down. For me, I can't do anything in business that I identify harms human beings, specifically where someone is being exploited or used, but it's not as obvious. I'll give you an example. Like in 2002, at the time I was half a million dollars in debt from another business that had never gotten off the ground that I had started. And so I needed to make money. The place that was taking off was real estate and then obviously mortgages at that time. I had learned how to sell. I'd learned how to recruit people. I'd learned how to train people. And I was like, well, I'm going to go apply it over here. This looks like an opportunity. Within the first 90 days, I'd made you know more money than I'd made in the prior decade. And I was paying off debt. Long story short, essentially someone came in and they were worried that they had mispriced a loan and they were worried about getting fired. So they asked me to double check it. And it was one of these situations where they had defaulted on all their credit cards, everything else. And it was like, how is this person getting a loan? And so I remember saying, no, you know, you've done it right. They get the loan. And I just remember driving home. It was a Friday. I remember driving home and I woke up Monday and I didn't go in. I didn't at that point understand all the different things Wall Street was doing. I just knew it didn't make sense. If this is happening at scale, like I don't want to be part of it. And I literally never went back. It was just the idea that like it didn't feel right and me making money off of it didn't feel right. So I stopped and I was still 300 and something thousand dollars in debt. <laughs> and had I continued, I could have probably been out of debt, but I did it on my terms doing different things. Five, six years later, it became obvious that that kind of stuff was being done at scale and those companies all went bankrupt. No one went to jail, unfortunately, on the, on that side, which is unfortunate. But the reality is, is that it was bad. But what you can do is you can go, I'm human. I'm pissed right now. I'm angry because X, Y, and Z. I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that. Damn it. Okay. Part of the game. Just like, damn it. I blew out my knee or I sprained my ankle because I didn't see that blocker or I didn't see whatever. Okay. Great. I got a bad ankle. I can't do things that I could do with a good ankle. That doesn't mean I can't play. It means I have to address the ankle. I got to ice it. I got to tape it. I got to rest it. Maybe I got to get on crutches. I'm addressing it. How do I play from here? Because in this game, you do have to keep playing. I'm all for an optimistic outlook and taking the time to examine opportunities whenever they're presented. But you need to know what line you're not willing to cross. What may seem like a golden opportunity with just one deal breaker level drawback isn't worth compromising on your core values. There's no success in life worth selling your soul for. It's just as dangerous to be open-minded and 100% accepting of every opportunity as it is to be completely closed-minded. By taking the time to identify your deal breakers, you're bringing your moral compass into the decision-making process. Just as Chris had said, knowing where that breaking point is helps you to no longer justify ignoring it. That conscious awareness for your non-negotiables enhances your work life and your personal life. Nothing feels better than achieving your goals with a clear conscience, but there's an added bonus you get out of knowing your deal breakers. That benefit is compatibility, 
and it's another great reason why you should care about identifying your deal breakers. Before we go any further, I feel like I have to mention that while we're talking about how deal breakers and compatibility apply to your relationship with opportunities, I know you typically relate these to your interpersonal relationships. From my point of view, it applies to both of these areas because your life goals, while separate from your relationship goals, should be planned out with equal importance. Consider this. If you want to have a certain lifestyle, you need to have deal breakers that guide your journey to achieving that lifestyle. If you correctly identify the deal breakers, they'll guide you to compatible opportunities in the pursuit of those goals. It's no different in relationships. Let's say you're dating and you're looking for certain qualities in a partner. If you identify your deal breakers, like inauthenticity, poor punctuality, bad etiquette, or lying to name a few, and you meet someone who demonstrates positive qualities and is free of your deal breakers, you're instantly more compatible. So whether it's in a personal relationship or the relationship with your opportunities, compatibility is the measure of your natural alignment in core values and how they correspond to the long-term potential for success in the relationship. Now, in the opportunity-based context, you can get a leg up by learning from other people's experiences. Some of my closest friends have said their deal breakers include being micromanaged, a lack of leadership transparency, feeling disrespected, and a lack of upward mobility. Interestingly, when I spoke to my friends about this, none of them mentioned the most common deal breaker. According to an employee survey conducted by Paychex, 59% of employees said that doing thankless work or feeling underappreciated was their biggest deal breaker. You'll know that you've found your deal breaker when your stomach is in knots just thinking about it. It's where the ends will never justify the means. My deal breakers are tied to the treatment of others. So if an opportunity came along where the organization's internal behavior felt like there was a sense of superiority or entitlement from the top down, I wouldn't be able to get on board because I believe that while leaders are meant to take on greater responsibilities, that doesn't mean that as leaders, they're any better than the people who work lower on the totem pole than them. Or if I was offered work where I'd get a six-figure paycheck, but I'd have to work with pervasively negative people, I would have to pass up the financial benefit. That's because I know that that type of pervasive, toxic negativity can rub off on me. It can bring me down and negatively impact other parts of my life. That said, it's not like you're always going to see the presence of a deal breaker when an opportunity is presented. You may have to experience them firsthand to recognize them. But to Chris's closing point in the game of life, you have to find a way to keep playing. When you encounter your deal breaker, you have to assess the situation and figure out a remedy. That can be negotiating the deal breaker away with your team or choosing to walk away to find a new opportunity. The choice is yours to make in that moment, but the right choice should keep you moving forward toward achieving your goals. So starting right now, identify your deal breakers so you can use your moral compass to recognize the opportunities that are going to set you up for long-term success. Your self-worth is priceless, so don't compromise on your core values just because an opportunity looks great. Patience is power. I'd like to give a big thank you to Chris Snook for contributing to this week's show. If you're open-minded and interested in hearing more of Chris's ideas on thinking about the macro context of market forces and the personalized context of how you can apply your own investment and business strategy, head on over to chrisjsnook.com slash wealthmatterstome where you can subscribe to receive early access to Chris's forthcoming newsletter and podcast. That's chrisjsnook.com slash wealth matters to me. 
If you're interested in connecting with Chris or learning more about all he's involved with, go check out this episode's show notes at decisiveleap.com slash ignition point for access to all of Chris's social links and other helpful resources mentioned throughout this episode. Ignition Point is all about making a positive impact, and your feedback helps Ignition Point to keep moving forward. So send me an email to steven at decisiveleap.com or write a review for the show on Apple Podcasts to let me know what you think of the show. Don't burn your opportunities for a temporary comfort. Stay motivated and keep moving forward. If you put in the hard work right now, one day you could be the one motivating the world with your story. I'll look forward to speaking with you next time on another Ignition Point. Now get on out there and win the week.